0: Working on Thomas, gets around him, up, under, and in! Oh, what a move for Kyrie Irving!
1: Yo, what's up guys? Welcome into the Up and Under Podcast. I'm your host, Hani. Joined with me, as always, it's Ishan. Yo. Alright, man. NBA season starting in, what, days now? We're days away? Yo, I'm so hyped,
0: man. Like, I, I need this to be... Yo, all these preseason games, I'm like, yo, I just want... I'm bored! Need... I want. I need, I need, like, actual NBA ball, bro. I don't want to watch, like... These freaking guys half these guys are gonna be out of the league, bro. <laughs>
1: that's kinda <of> harsh, but <laughs> I mean it's true, bro. It I'm is not, true. I, these not... guys are
0: a billion times better than I'll ever be and they'll probably make more money than I low-key might that's, ever will. That's guaranteed. But, but yeah, still, like they're they're not nba wise, they're not good. We so. need yeah, we need the regular season to start, but I don't need to see Jordan Poole playing 35 <laughs> minutes game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god. But yeah, another thing to be excited about the Raptors, they're gonna be raising their first championship banner. At Scotia Bank Arena, so yes. that's something that we're looking forward to a lot. And also, just the landscape of the league is totally different now. It's a completely new. Bro, league. like
0: sixty percent of players switch teams in the summer, man.
1: Not to mention we have the dynamic duo. We, it's an exciting. No season. more big
0: threes, thank God.
1: It's an exciting season well, until to look like to. the
0: twenty twenty one season. then yeah. there might be. Yeah,
1: it's an exciting season. So on this this week's episode, we're going to be kicking off our our season preview last year uh, if you know we did this for each conference we basically broke down the entire seating and what we think is going to be the seating
0: i watch our episode where we recapped what we predicted and like how most of it was completely wrong we're,
1: we, we're trying to rectify that this time we're trying to uh be as accurate and trying to be as precise as possible but then again we are human the point the is the
0: you never know what sports okay that's the point. exactly you never know. yeah but yeah, so check out the episode where we uh, it was it was pretty funny. Episode. Yeah, it like, was. We, f- we, we didn't expect that we got uh, that much wrong, but like, yeah, we got that. a lot wrong. Like, yeah. if we're
1: looking back, but yeah, this time we're, we're, we're doing we're back at it again. Uh, before we get started with the episode, though, if you guys haven't already, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically wherever you can find a podcast. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss you don't miss not only this preview next the the Eastern Conference preview will be coming up after that, and also any of the great episodes that we'll be putting out. During the upcoming NBA season.
0: Exactly. So, uh, for this episode, we're going to be taking over, uh, taking up the Western Conference preview. Yes, this is the West. And then next episode, we will be doing the Eastern Conference Exactly.
1: So, let's get right into this. So, the Western Conference. We're going to start out at the top because that just seems right. Number one seed. Now, this is one that we debated because it was, it's tough to predict because obviously there was so much change in the Western Conference. But I think it's safe to say that the number one seed we're expecting to be the Los Angeles Clippers.
0: Well, you were more safe on it than I was uh, because of the fact that a lot of playoff teams don't really care about regular season now. Mm -hmm. So they don't take regular season as seriously. Um, So for the Clippers, we have them at 55 to 60 wins. I'd say maybe more, but I don't know. Last year, they had obviously uh, the best player was Lou Williams after the trade deadline when they traded away Tobias Harris, um, and they finished with a forty-eight and thirty-four seed, uh, thirty four record. Sorry, which was the eighth seed, Eight and seed. obviously
1: they challenged the Warriors, taking them the six games in the first round of the playoffs. But I think the biggest thing that's going for the Clippers right now is that they have the most complete roster in the league, like top to bottom. They they have depth. They have wing. They have defense. Wing players. And
0: what's what's the most important? Uh, aspect of defense now in today's NBA, perimeter defense exactly, and they, and have, they have no no debate the best perimeter yeah, defense. Yeah, they have the best perimeter defense. Well, at least on paper. We'll, on paper, we'll yes. So Paul
1: George, Kawhi Leonard, they are obviously Patrick great Beverly More heartless. They got more heartless. Well. So that's
0: that's insane. Well,
1: not to mention they have guys like guys who can play guard multiple positions, like Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, uh, they exactly. have guys like him as well. And they also have scoring. I mean, like, Kawhi and PG are great in their own right. They have Lou Will. They have Landry Shamit. Like, this team, on paper, looks like the most complete team. And the biggest thing is, like, Zishan brought up about the defense, They're because of this great depth, they can utilize... ability. Exactly. They can utilize their great defense to help win games when Kawhi and Paul George don't play. So, like, Paul George is expected to miss the first, a little bit of the season, and Kawhi... So, that's, is,
0: why, that's why, for me, I had a uh, somewhat... Of, um, some questions because Paul George apparently he might be out until no wait no it already is almost over but he, they said he's gonna be out at least for a little bit of time in the beginning of the season yeah and we've also seen that Kawhi Kawhi said he's not gonna take as much load management this season but, but he's I, gonna load I, I don't think he's I, gonna he's load gotta, he, listen the one thing Skip Bayless really hates Kawhi but he's right about the thing where Kawhi does not like playing regular season games that much I I agree with him on that one yeah he, he doesn't and that, that's
1: like, one of those things that, that like you would think Kawhi can get an MVP if he wants to. But he's, not gonna, think, he's never going to play enough he, games. He's never going to play enough games. he doesn't care. Year, he, yeah. he cares about the championship, which, again, makes sense too. But, yeah, that's another thing. When So if Kawhi and Paul George aren't playing, you can still realistically expect the Clippers to put out a good game because they have such a great defense and they have offensive weapons as well.
0: Um, some, some, We were talking about some of their weaknesses too. Uh, I think one we can agree on, they don't have a big... Like, a big man. Like, a proper one. Evita Zubac is solid. good offensively, I guess. Like but defensively, 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 if you put a guy like Joel Embiid, well, you have a matchup for him. That's, uh, yeah, on that's most on most nights, they would use Montrez Hero. But the he's undersized. The he's undersized. He has a great motor. He's pretty good defensively, but he's undersized. And then if you put Evita Zubac in, he's definitely not as uh, skilled defensively as Montrez Hero is.
1: Yeah. But overall, man... If this Clippers team is healthy, on paper, this is looking like one of the best teams in the league right now.
0: Also, I need to bring up uh, one point I saw on an article the other day, too. um, Which, I mean, I glossed over this fact. I think a lot of people have, too. There's not as much uh, playmaking team-wise on this team. In terms of the fact that Kawhi Leonard, he's prone to tunnel vision. He gets the ball, isolate, probably. He'll he'll score, probably. But the fact is that he's probably not going to be a great passer. The same issue goes but with that's Paul what, George. But
1: that's where coaching comes into play. And I think Doc Rivers is one of those coaches that guys will respect and will
0: yeah, but there's, find there's, a way to get
1: everyone involved. The
0: thing is, the thing is, you also have to have some sort of play. Like, see, this past season, he had, Kawhi had Kyle Lowry, one of the best facilitators in the game. Paul George had Russell Westbrook, who you can say whatever Tennessee's you want guy. about him stat-padding assist-wise. But the point is, he does get those assists. Yeah. Patrick Beverly is not a player like that. He won't be able to facilitate like that.
1: But New I think Williams,
0: pick and roll wise, he can be at times. But I think his Pat main option Bev- is to score for I think
1: Beverly well. can be that playmaker because there's no pressure on him to score. All he has to do is give the ball to Kawhi down, down low. Kawhi fade away, mid range jumper. Who
0: remembers Patrick Beverly and Chris Moose to get
1: 11 That's why he bro, joined the Clippers oh this year. God, he joined bro. the Clippers <laughs> this year. He's like. He's like, Patrick, he's, like, he's like, I'm joining the Clippers. The reunited. You're, Patrick <laughs> you're Beverly. An OG
0: if you remember those days, man. Patrick Beverly, I would die from watching those Patrick Beverly Christmas videos, bro. This bro. guy hated Patrick Beverly so much. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, and but, now he's teaming up with Patrick <laughs> Beverly in 2K. That was but fun. yeah, uh, like that's that's gonna be one of the issues they have. But overall, the point is that the talent that they have makes up for it.
1: It's a know? good good roster, a good have coach. An it's,
0: attain, Amount of talent. On yeah, the it's
1: it's it's a really good team. In, not uh, to
0: mention, I think they'll probably make some trades in the middle of the season too, to, to shore Toros. up, for example, like we said, the
1: the big man depth.
0: And Jerry West, we trust. Jerry West, Lawrence Frank, all these guys will do what they have to do. Exactly. Thank God, Doc Rivers isn't uh exact anymore. So
1: yeah, so now they're, they're solid. So number one seed, Clippers. Number two seed. Now this was the team that we were borderline pointing as a number one seed, but decided not to, and that's the Denver Nuggets. Now last season they were the number they were the number two seed as well. We're projecting this year about the same record, fifty two to between fifty two and fifty seven wins. Last
0: year, they had a fifty four and twenty eight record. They so were the almost. Sec- we're projecting them to be around the same. Exactly, and they uh, they, they were won. the
1: number one seed for most of the season last year, if you remember. Yeah, the West.
0: until they lost in the end to Golden State. Yeah,
1: but the thing about the Nuggets, they have a great roster that played over. They exceeded expectations last year. Jokic and Murray are going to be, well, they're expected to be better this season. Their chemistry is going to be great because they didn't make a lot of roster changes. They,
0: they did also add Jeremy Grant. So um, we saw, as we said last year, in a lot of episodes last year, we saw the issues when Paul Millsap would be out for the Denver Nugget. Because if you remember two years ago, Paul Millsap missed a lot of the season. And that's why they, they missed the playoffs, I think, right?
1: Two years Barely. Ago? Yeah, they, so- that was the one where they got the home. Uh, well, was Minnesota and Denver playing yeah, the last yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota the, the made it.
0: Overtime, double overtime, Yeah, it was. Minnesota that games. was an insane game. But, we saw what happened when Paul Millsap missed time for them. They really struggled on defense without Paul Millsap. Which is why they got a guy like Jeremy Grant who does a lot of the same things that Paul Millsap But granted,
1: was. they have gotten better without Millsap on the defensive edge. I mean, exactly. like, guy Like, Jokic has gotten better defensively. Like They have guys like Montemore. Gary Harris Gary has Harris.
0: been really stepping up for them on defense. You know. Uh, And also, they have Michael Porter Jr. coming back. Which, I mean, I, I expect him to maybe score like 10 points a game. I just Act, expect him to be healthy. The I years. just hope he can... Exactly. That's the point. They're just going to take him on slowly. Yeah. Um, I think they just want him to be healthy. If he can chip in like a good like 8 points a game, to be honest, I think that's a good reasonable that's expectation. I mean, him. like,
1: anyway speaking, like, he's got the, the length, the athleticism. Again, we just got... The Nuggets just have to ensure that he's going to exactly. remain healthy. And
0: if, if they get into the playoffs... I mean, they could technically, if they really need to, they could throw him in for a few minutes and get yeah, him in the playoffs.
1: Definitely. But yeah, the Nuggets are just one of those teams. Like They're they, they have they're solid. They have great depth. They're just a solid cast they're of just, players.
0: They're very solid is what they are. Exactly.
1: And the thing about the West is because there's so much uncertainty because of how, all the changes that was made this offseason, yeah. the Nuggets just... Because they didn't make a lot of changes, they just seem like a team that we have less questions about.
0: Exactly. Um, the point is, worst like they're very, very, very good. Yeah. The issue with why we don't put them at like a number one seed, for example, is because they don't have that number de facto one superstar. Exactly. I mean, Nikola Jokic, he'll he can give you like thirty points. He's not there yet, do. but he's not he's not there in terms of he can't do the same things as let's say a quiet Leonard or Paul George exactly. offensively and he's not at that level yet we, where we don't can take over have, the game we don't have he doesn't have that second star yet which we hope Jamal Murray can turn into this season but the fact remains that he doesn't have that star
1: yet exactly and that's one of the things that the nuggets are lacking but overall they're just a solid team and you know like they're expected to be High seed in the Western Conference. Exactly. So, so um, let's moving on to the third seed. Now, this is where we defer a little bit. Now, this is this was tough. It was tough to project who was going to be the third and fourth seed for us. Now, Zishan believes that it's going to be the Utah Jazz as the number three seed. They're projecting about fifty to fifty-five wins. So
0: yeah, last year, um, uh, they had a fifteen thirty-two record. They were the fifth seed in the West. So, um. I have them as a third seed, and then okay. So you want to tell them you're third. Yeah. So my
1: pick for third for the third seed is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. Again, so, I, I'm yeah. predicting them around the same fifty to fifty five win range. But yeah. So why don't you explain why you picked the Jack? Okay.
0: So pre- Okay. Uh, before that. Um. So I had Utah as a third seed. Hani had the Lakers as uh, the third seed, and then we switched it for the fourth seed. So exactly. I had I had the Lakers as the fourth seed. He had Utah as the fourth seed. So, it's just, uh we changed our third and fourth one. Um, So, I, the reason why I have them as a third seed is because of the fact that um, we, we've we already talked a lot about how good we think that Utah Jazz will be. They added Mike Conley, they added Boyan Bogdanovich, Ed Davis, Emmanuel Moody, who I don't care about that much. Sorry, Emmanuel Moody. He's being kind of trash. Um, well,
1: but- take Emmanuel Moody over Dante Exum? Oh, yeah, they have Dante Exum, bro. And they paid him money too.
0: Um, I okay. Listen, I get Dante Exum's potential is amazing, but I don't know how you justify the money that they gave him, considering he barely plays at all. You know what I mean? My, actually, this season I think he played a lot. More I was more hearing
1: good. a stat actually on my way here, was that Dante Exum has played like two hundred some odd games in the last, and he's been in the league for five years.
0: Yeah, I know because he's always injured. That's literally the point. I think he could have been, like pretty good if he wasn't injured all the time. Um, the point is. We already know they're going to be defense, uh amazing defensively, and now that they have guys like Mike Conley, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, now they have some guys to take pressure off Donovan Mitchell, who was their pretty much one man offense from before. Yeah. So now you got you have guys to take off, ease that pressure. So now they'll definitely not to mention
1: they still got Rudy Gobert as well, Ingles, and Joe Ingles, guys like and that. Jingle, then they got, yeah. So like, they
0: have their offense will probably be better this year. No, the, and that defense, was a major weakness. That, like, with yeah, the Jazz, exactly.
1: their biggest weakness was just their offense because it was just Donovan the Donovan Mitchell show. Exactly. And again, as good as Donovan is, like he can't, like he you don't expect any player exactly. to carry So them. the reason
0: why I had them over the Lakers um, as my third seed was because of the fact that, number one, LeBron's going to take some games off. Number two, the games that he does play, he's probably not going to put in like 90% effort. Um, number three Anthony Davis is, will hopefully not but he probably will be injured a lot of the times um, and number four the Lakers have mainly a new team so I think it's gonna take some time for them to jump. as opposed to Utah who I, I mean they have a, a pretty big bunch of it's a new it's, guys, a new it's a new team but their their main their main They're their coaching their core players are the same their coaching staff is their the coaches. same the system is the same. For the Lakers, they now have Frank Vogel. They have Jason Kidd as their assistant. Is it, can we Rigel. just say Jason Kidd?
1: Do we really think it's going to f- be Frank Vogel? for, for like?
0: And hey, listen. If the Lakers win enough games, then I think Frank Vogel will keep his job. If the, if the Lakers have drama... David Blatt
1: won enough games.
0: If the, he got canned. Okay, but the Cavs players didn't like David Blatt. That was the difference. I, don't know. I think nobody has a problem with Frank Vogel as a person. Mm-hmm. It's just that if they have some drama in the season where they start losing games, then I think that's when Frank Vogel
1: will get you. Yeah, either way. Uh, yeah, so again, I, I agree with a lot of your points about the Jazz. Again, I'm a big fan. Like, this was a tough to, choice for me because I really like Utah. I like what they did and I, I expect them to be really good. The problem is, experience to me matters a lot and I think the Lakers have that advantage. Now, last year the Lakers were 37-45 and 45, but again, you got to recognize that LeBron was injured for, for that for last year. And when he wasn't injured, the Lakers were a fourth seed. And this was with young guys, an improper-fitting roster. And they were still a fourth seed in the Western Conference, which was impressive in its own right. This year, LeBron not only got AD, but he has his team with more depth. They have more shooting. They have better defense. Like, they added players like Danny Green. Unfortunately, DeMarcus Cousins got injured. Uh, Avery- Would he even be able to play? I thought he was supposed Wait, wait, what's up with... Isn't he supposed to be in jail? DeMarcus Cousins? Yeah, like what? I don't know. We haven't heard really any update on the Michael Cousins. No, cuz I mean, he was on the bench last time. But like they have a the, arrest... I don't I, they I... have
0: a arrest warrant for him, so I don't I don't understand. I guess it's if he goes what state do they have the arrest and war in I don't know what state they have it. It's I definitely guess, not in California. So I don't know. I guess if they if he goes into that state, then he has to go to. Jail. I, don't, I don't. know Yeah, bro. I don't know how to. Either works, way, the right. Boogie's I mean, injured. Anyways, we're Canadian. I don't. I don't. Understand
1: yeah, what I mean. Demarcus is injured. Anyways, the they have Avery Bradley, uh, Quinn Cook, Dwight. They brought in Dwight Howard as well. Jared Dudley, the goat. So they have a ton of these veteran guys. Not to like you know paired with Kyle Kuzma. I should mention that these guys have looked pretty good in the preseason. Exactly. The Lakers you know they they have everything that they didn't have last season, which was a lot of things. And I think they have the experience and that's why I would give them the edge over the, the Jazz. Like they have they have winners up and down this board. I think one thing though they gave up and even if LeBron is so like before you make that point, even if LeBron is coasting they still have enough talent that I think they can win games. So you know. But I think one thing that might hurt them is at least okay, you can say playmaking
0: uh Rondo and like LeBrono okay, up uptick their uh production in terms of playmaking. But one thing will de- that will definitely hurt them is the fact that they don't have Lonzo on defense. Lonzo was a great defender for them and they But that's have- where
1: they got guys like Danny Green and Avery Bradley long defenders. Who could make up for that? For like that wing, that the wing defense. The that.
0: question is: I like Avery Bradley, but will he even play? Like, will he even get to? Him. No, I think he'll get minutes.
1: No, not minutes. Will he be able to not be injured? That is again injury. I think barring injuries, I think this Lakers team is good enough But to see be that's a my third thing. Team.
0: Barring injuries, which is a huge. But that's part. barring injuries. You can say and that these for guys any are all. Team. It's not like most of these guys are a lot older too. Barring so.
1: injuries, for any team. But yeah, I would think the guys be, are more There is a concern for the Lakers, but then again, if yeah, we're, like we're, we're assuming we're assuming these teams are healthy, and if I'm, I'm not assuming no, but that's the thing. Like that's where that's where my predictions come in. No, because, okay, we're not. We're yeah, assuming if you we were was, talking about injuries, yeah, the, the younger Jazz makes no. More but sense we're, we're saying team. we're
0: saying okay, we're not assuming huge injuries, but we're talking about you know two games here, three games here, four games here, uh, like six games out of this week.
1: I still think. The Lakers have an edge. A guy like it's Dwight, a very slim edge, but they have. A guy like an edge. Dwight
0: Howard who hasn't played that much over what, like, three years or something like that. Two years, who has had a lot of back issues. But Dwight has
1: also re- reshaped his body, and he, and I think now he knows his role a little bit more. So again, it's a lot of hypotheticals, but it's that's why this was very tough for me. I was, I was like, as soon as Zishan brought up Utah when we were making the notes for this episode, I was like, oh. Like, I, like, I, my mind immediately just started thinking. You know what? Utah actually seems like a pretty good idea. But I'm giving the edge to the Lakers. I'm projecting them at the third seed. Uh, but either way, I'm not going to be surprised of the Jazz, the Jazz at the third seed.
0: So, pre- yeah, okay. So, pretty much we have, it's like, we can debate about the third and fourth seed, but pretty much we think they're going to be around the same. Right? Yeah, so it's, it's either. Be-
1: so yeah. So again, like, I, I really like the Jazz. I'd say their worst case scenario is the fourth seed. D'Shawn for the Lakers, their worst case scenario is the fourth seed as well.
0: So, so, yeah, I think... Uh, the point is, we think that they're going to be almost at the, like, yeah, same... they're same, about neck and neck. Yeah. Uh. So, moving on to the fifth seed. We both agreed on this one that we think it's going to be the Houston Rockets. It's um, semi-tough,
1: actually, because, like, to rule out a couple other teams. But then again, we looked at the talent and on the rosters.
0: We have them at 47 to 52 wins. Last year, they were 53 and 29. So... As a fourth seed. Um, yeah, and they were the fourth
1: seed. So... They added Westbrook and Ty- added Westbrook and Tyson Chandler this offseason. But the biggest thing with the Houston Rockets, this team has no depth.
0: They have no depth at, at all. all. And and the issue of Westbrook and Harden calls it. Um, I think, looking at how they've played, I think they'll be better than I originally thought they were. But the problem is...
1: I, mean, I wasn't... Look, honestly speaking, I... I think I, you I, were
0: you were better on I, them than I was exactly I, I was the, were, I was
1: probably the one of the more optimistic yeah. looking I, at this I,
0: in the there. beginning I hated it um now I don't think it's as bad anymore
1: because again like I they played together before they they, they, they like each other like they they the friends. issue is and that, I, I, it could work
0: it could work the issue is that or it couldn't no, the it one can't. thing that you can debate was that Chris Paul Chris Paul was a much better shooter. Than Westbrook,
1: Chris Paul definitely is a better fit next to Harden, and that that becomes
0: a major issue. That is a big issue, especially in today's NBA.
1: Yeah, Uh but yeah, so that's the one one issue is like the, the fit between Westbrook and Harden. The second issue is their depth, because besides, so wait, their top four guys are Harden, Westbrook, Gordon, Gordon Capella.
0: Yeah, and then after that, after you that, you have PJ Tucker. And then, see, like, that's what we were talking PJ about. Tucker. Who's, who's going to be their starting small forward? Probably Daniel House. Yeah. Unless, unless you p- want to... I don't think they're going to run Tabo Seflosha, who's 36, Unless they try to run Gerald
1: Green, but I doubt that.
0: No, Gerald Green's out.
1: No, he's he's in.
0: He's, Gerald Green is probably done for a season, apparently. Oh, he's
1: injured? Yeah, he broke his foot. Oh, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, I don't think he would have started anyways, because... Yeah, I don't think they would have started. He's too, he's too <laughs> bad on defense too shot-happy on offense, I think. But um so i think we both agree that probably daniel house i think everyone agrees that probably daniel house will get the start but see that's an issue for me if you're starting small i like daniel house as a player but him as your starting small forward i don't know about that pj tucker would probably be the power forward again pj tucker is what how old is he now like 30 i don't know 30 the whatever four. 30 whatever he is he's old and then clint Capello. we were really excited about Clint capella this year and last year, he kind of laid an egg. Especially in the playoffs for the past two years, which he has not been that good. Especially last year. Last year, he was terrible in the playoffs. He was, he was definitely not good.
1: Um, yeah, so it's...
0: And then after that, what do you have? Like Ryan Anderson, like <laughs> Cabo Suffalo, so yeah. So the issue for them is that they have... Kevin Clark. Yeah, exactly. So like, they have absolutely no depth. Which we've seen is an issue because James Harden and Russell Westbrook play amazing. And once you get to a playoffs, especially James Harden, he really starts to slow down because he's tired, man. Like And I, like I there's defenders
1: agree- that are just double-teaming, triple-teaming him and he, because they know nobody else on the team can and do it. And
0: that's what my thing is. So um, in the past, you had Chris Paul and Eric Gordon. Um, well, you still Eric, have Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Yeah, so you still have Eric Gordon. But the issue I have is when you look at these guys' play style, when James Harden and Russell Westbrook are both not dribbling the ball, what are they doing? They're literally just standing there, with their hands on their knees. Literally, they're not. They're not cutting. They're not moving around. Nothing. See, now that's
1: something that again, if they want to make this pairing work, they They'll gotta to figure. Do... They gotta figure out. Especially... Westbrook's a great cutter. Like exactly. you gotta understand, Westbrook's so, great at it.
0: At least that could have maybe worked with Chris Paul, because at least he's spot up. Westbrook is not nobody's gonna take him seriously as a spotter player. But grip. maybe they utilize so,
1: Westbrook as, as an off ball cutter, like so like instead of getting a three with in a potential Chris Paul pass but see, that's the
0: thing. You can get a Westbrook as, pass. as a guy who can't shoot, you're also clogging up.
1: That's another issue, but then again hardens a like that's why when I said originally when this trade went down for Westbrook, I said this could either be really, really good or really, really bad. Like there's no in between. I think opinion.
0: honestly I think I think I'm gonna say it's gonna be in between now. I don't think it's going to be amazing. I don't I think it's just going to be
1: I can't see it other than in between. I think
0: it's going to be just enough to get them into playoffs and then like maybe win a round. Yeah. Maybe like possibly two. I don't.
1: So let's clear up. Anything. Okay, so the reason why we're even putting Houston as the 5 seed is because the other teams below them talent-wise, if we're looking at their top talents, Houston has a, has more talent. And listen, like at the these, moment because that's with a couple of teams of injuries as well.
0: You guys got to keep in mind too, these standings like Bro, the West is stacked, man. It's, these, it's hard. These guys, these guys are all like yeah. one to eight. Like we can say, oh, they're eight seed, but even like realistically, seed, would the, be a realistically, five seed? they're amazing too. Like there's no, there's no, nobody saying that like these teams aren't gonna be good because literally every one of these teams are gonna be really good. It's just one team is gonna win more games than the other because of how loaded the conference is. So, I think yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean, like Houston, the five seed, that's probably like our least confident one. Is that Houston at the five
0: seed well at least confident so far. Yeah.
1: Moving on to the sixth seed, again we have another differ difference in opinion here. So
0: yeah, so for me, okay, so we have these teams both at forty five to fifty wins for the sixies, six Sixth seed. Um so for me, and we same thing as the third seed where we had, um I have the Warriors as the sixth seed and the Trailblazers as the 7th seed, and Hani has the opposite.
1: Yeah, field. I have the Trailblazers as the 6th seed, and I have the Warriors as the 7th seed. And again, this was a very tough decision for me too. Exactly. Because, especially because of our history, because the Trailblazers haunt me, because last year we projected them at the 10th seed, Yeah, like, oh, we, we took a massive L. Yeah,
0: we predicted them as 10th seed, and they ended up getting the 13th seed, bro. Like,
1: we took a massive L on the Blazers, and that's where, like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Just, for me... Yeah. I think for the Warriors, why they were last year, they obviously they were the first seed at 57 25. Obviously, this team is a lot different than last year's Warriors. Um, the main thing for me why I have them over the Trailblazers and as the sixth seed is because that they have a possible MVP in Steph Curry. Who, barring any injury, I hope, will probably be like uh, top five in MVP voting, probably. Um, see, I agree. And the fact that he will be forced pretty much to try and score like a good 30 a game.
1: You see, I agree that Steph, like, if we're looking at all the top players, Steph is probably the best player out of all these guys, out of all the, the top players of, of either team. But Steph doesn't have enough help. See, that's where see, my thing... Because like, who's their secondary scorer would be D'Angelo Russell. But do you expect D'Angelo Russell to chip in? Like, See, I well, think... I Clay th- Thompson averaged like 23, 25 points I'm, per game.
0: I'm obviously, obviously... Listen, I think D'Lo will start out slow in the beginning. I think he'll be able to put up some good numbers because of Steve Kerr. And that's where my thing comes in, where they added D'Lo to offset the Clay injury. And Clay will probably be back by like February, March. Apparently, that's what he's trying to say. I think he'll probably be back by that. Um... I think Draymond Green, knowing that he has more of an opportunity this year, um, and I've seen it too that he's been more focused and better this year. Um, I think he'll probably step up to at least be somewhat of the Draymond Green we saw. I kind of like, Grant.
1: I kind of feel like the Warriors made a little bit of a mistake paying Draymond Green now. I get it that he they 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 they, need, they wanted to lock him up we agreed on that you I wanted to see being, a motivated Draymond yeah, like, I wanted to see a motivated Draymond like, I think he'll be
0: motivated on. with Kevin Durant gone. I think so I don't know. Um, like, and, and the main thing is for me that they still have the Golden State system they still have Steve Kerr's system so I think that was the thing that put me over the top of Trailblazers for me personally yeah. was that they still have the same system and they'll get I think Steve Kerr will get the most mm-hmm. of all his players that that was it for me. I think that I had to do it just because of the Steve Kerr thing. Yeah.
1: Um. Again, like I'm not I'm not among one of those people who are gonna be saying that the Warriors aren't gonna make the playoffs. Like I'm not I'm not an idiot. Like I I know the Warriors are gonna make it to the playoffs.
0: And for me, honestly. Oh, side note for me, honestly, yeah. I think they're per- I I know that Warriors perimeter defense will probably crash. That's yeah.
1: That's a, that's a couple things I'm gonna hit on now about the Blazers. So I'm not one of those people saying the Warriors aren't gonna make it to the playoffs. I'm looking at between the Warriors without Klay Thompson. Like if the Warriors had Klay like Thompson, no doubt they're gonna be my sixth seed. Because I think they're just they would be too good and that that's to not be better than the Blazers. But because Klay is injured and the lack of depth on the Warriors, I like Portland. Portland, they finished at the third seed last year. Now I granted they did lose a lot of depth pieces. They lost Seth Curry, they lost Al Camino, they lost more Harclay. But they still have solid young pieces. Like they, they got they, they drafted this year. Little, uh, they have they got Hassan Whiteside. They have, to offset the Nurkic injury. Uh, uh, I've been reading a
0: p- reports that probably. I mean, I don't watch the Trailblazers that much, but apparently Anthony Simmons might be really good for them this year. Exactly. They, they, they have, this guy, this guy, in the opportunity he was given last year was pretty damn good. Like, they, and especially in the summer league, he was I think all second team this year or something like that. So uh,
1: they, man, ha- they they have, have some, some they have some pieces and not to mention like they have Dame Damon CJ they got uh Kent Bazemore who I like a lot I I like a lot and I I was I've been pulling for Kent Bazemore to get a bigger opportunity on a winning team
0: listen this uh, is his chance Bazemore, uh I think he was I think he's kind of dipped off to
1: be honest he dipped off with the Hawks but I do think he has the potential to get better and in a smaller
0: role I think
1: in a smaller I- role on a winning team I think he can do it. Uh, He'll be great. Also, they still got Rodney Hood. Like, they they have Gary Trent Jr., someone they, they, they've they been developing. So they have Zach Collins. So they have solid pieces still. And I think the Blazers, they have better depth. Like if I'm going up and down the rosters and I'm looking at the depth uh, between the two teams, I like what the Blazers got. Like, no, the, definitely and, the Blazers. Especially have, the defense is the biggest thing. Definitely the Blazers
0: have a lot better depth. The Blazers depth defensively the are a much better team than the Warriors. I, I definitely think they have a lot better depth than the Warriors. It's just for me. The main things are the Steph Curry and Steve Kerr effect, because Steph Curry... it's big. But
1: then again, Dame and Terry Stott like Terry Stock is just as good coach. Curry, he's a good coach. We
0: know that he's arguably like in terms of his shooting that he can step on the court and doesn't have to do anything, and he just commands the defense respect. by No, just I being out I on don't
1: disagree that Steph is going to. Like, I I expect Steph to have a good year, but do I expect his supporting cast to support like to to give enough of a boost to Steph that they can win win enough games, and that to me is where the Blazers have an edge at least until Clay comes back. So that's why I think at least until Clay comes back, the, the Blazers are just a better team. That that's just my opinion, but then again, it could go either way. It was it was tough for me to pick between the two, but the depth is big for me, and the lack of Clay, those are the two two reasons why I think I would take the Blazers over the Warriors. But again, just like the the third seed, like. These two teams can go either way. Like I like both of them, um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm giving the edge to the Blazers. You're giving the edge to the, to the Warriors. Uh, we'll see what happens. Now this is where we defer.
0: So yeah, so yeah. to the end, till pretty well, much well at the end. We we we'll tell you what our 15 seed was. I'm pretty sure you guys could probably guess what it it's, is. Yeah,
1: it's not it's not it's hard. Not, to it's not hard to guess. Okay, so let's go on to the eight seed. Now, obviously for me. This is going to be very controversial, and I wanted it to be that way. For me, I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks. as going to be the 8th seed. Yep. I project them around 42 to 47 wins. And the main reason is I am on board the Luka and Christoph Sporzingis hype train. I think these guys are going to be a fun pairing. They look so good in preseason right now. And they have solid pieces. Like, they have Seth Curry. They have Tim Hardaway Jr., DeLon Wright. And, of course, the Goat Boban, man. Like, the guy's a star.
0: Okay, so... um.
1: And they're gonna be fun. Like that's the thing about I think about the 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 Mavs. They're gonna be fun. And Rick Carlisle is one of those coaches who can get the most out of these young guys.
0: Oh yeah. So I think how how do we do this? So I think what we can do is probably I uh, since you listed out your eight seed first, I'll I'll tell you my points about why I think that team won't make it to eight seed, and then I'll list my points for my eight seed, and then you can, you yeah, can yeah, say go, whatever go for it. that. So for yeah, so for you, you said Dallas is an eight seed, which I mean I like their team. I really do like their team. It's just for me personally. This was
1: more of a personal pick than a mental pick. For me personally, so
0: I have the Mavs at the 11th seat. So Dallas fans, please don't tell me, but I see have that, them. See that one hurt. Like I the, have then? them as the 11th seat. For me personally, you disappointed um, Mark
1: Cuban right there. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry, Mark Cuban. <laughs> uh, I, I think he's fine. Okay, he's like a
1: multi-billionaire. I don't think he cares. So. Hey man, this guy still gets nervous according to reports um, that at every
0: Mavs game. So the thing is for me about the Mavs. Listen. Uh, Chris Astrosingus is coming back. The issue for me is how good will he be?
1: So far, he looks pretty solid.
0: He looks pretty solid, but Luca, I think Luca might be able to meet the All Star game this year. Luca looks
1: good. He looks good.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, again, Chris Astrosingus. I don't know how he's how good he's gonna be, um, and I don't know how many issues he's gonna have just rust wise coming back. Um, the rest of the team, listen, they have some nice players. They have Boban who can give you like fifteen minutes a game. They have Seth Curry. They have DeLon Wright, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell. They have some good players, but the thing is, for me, like these guys are solid, but they don't jump out to me as that eight seed type material. I can't, I can't see them winning you, that. You H-C. know what's funny?
1: Do you know why I can't? Another reason why I kind of put them in that eight seed category is they kind of remind me of the Kings last year. They a Young team, definitely. couple definitely. of stars, a solid head coach, like definitely. They but look I like think, that type I of think, team who could like, sneak in.
0: The thing is, for me, even all these all these teams I, we have until the 11th seed, I think they'll all be around the same. Oh yeah, same, they're gonna be.
1: It's gonna be a dog fight. Yeah, that it's gonna team. be a dog
0: fight up till the 11th seed. I think they're all gonna. So this isn't even about like me saying the Mavs will be at the 11th seed. The difference between me having them as the seed and 11th seed is very slim already. So yeah, it's like, there's maybe no, like a, a couple no, wins. There's no, it's not really an issue of ranking because these seeds will all be, I think we can both agree, yeah. pretty similar to each other. Yeah. Um, For me, I have the 8th seed as the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, last year, they were 48 and 34 and they made the playoffs as the 7th seed last year. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, I think it's just that I can't bet against Greg Popovich. Um, He's never missed the playoffs in, in as a full season uh, head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and side note, this might be his last season. Uh, This is his 20th year. Yeah, so we don't Mm -hmm. know, but yeah, this month. And obviously, he's never going to say when his last season is. Of course not. So just like It'll be like the quietest exit. Tim Tim Duncan, how Tim Duncan never said that it was his last season. The
1: quietest exit.
0: So yeah, I think for me, listen, I know we're talking about the Team USA, and Team USA even with Pop laid an egg, but I think just in the NBA-wise, I can't bet against Paul for me. And they are led by two proven All-Stars with DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Listen, you can say whatever their bottom tier All-Stars. The point is, nobody was debating whether or not they should be an All-Star when they made those All-Stars Maybe like those later years for LaMarcus Aldridge. But when DeMar and LaMarcus won most of their All-Stars, I don't think anybody was really debating that they should have made the All-Star game or not. So, um, and also on top of that, they have another year of the young guys improving. Uh, they have nice young
1: guys Like I will I like Derek White DeJounte Murray's coming back From injury Exactly So I think that's a big one For me
0: Because DeJounte Murray Coming back from his injury And also Lonnie Walker Funny thing is Lonnie Under, Walker Underrated pick like,
1: up Yeah Lonnie Walker Underrated pick up They got Trey Lyles Yeah from, So they got They got
0: so. Trey Lyles um, Also they have like Guys like Marco Bellinelli And stuff Also proven veterans
1: Now then losing David Bertans Is going to hurt
0: and that was, that was just because they, they screwed up, man. Marcus they Morris. They screwed up with the whole Marcus Morris thing. They traded away Davis Bertans because they thought they were getting Marcus really good. Morris. Like the, the yeah, <laughs> Marcus Morris literally just screwed them over. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing for me was DeJounte Murray coming back. Because this guy, what well, he made, I think, first team all-defense, right? Two years ago? on a second ago. team. He's a s- Whatever. Second all defense. The point is, already at this stage in his career, he's a top 20 defender. Probably top... Five top ten at his position. Yeah, he was a
1: good defender. Uh, I think the next steps for him was was his offense.
0: Was his offense? I think, and if I he didn't get injured. We he probably was he seen was it. injured, but you can still improve while you're injured. You know, mm-hmm. I think for me having another year under his belt where he was improving, it so I think offensively he's gonna be better this year, mm-hmm. and defensively he's already amazing. So I think that was the biggest thing for me. Pair him with Derek White, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Dejounte Murray. As a point guard combination, that's insane combination. Deals.
1: It's again, it's a solid combination. I have the Spurs in the ninth seed, so I have them just right behind the Mavs. And again, mm. like you mentioned, it's very tough to bet on Greg Popovich, but this Western Conference is so stacked. Like I just don't see. I the mean, Spurs that can be that can
0: it. be for all our team's predictions mm. that the Western
1: Conference is like so stacked. it is so tough to me, to see this. Like I think there's still gonna be a solid team, and I think it'll be like like I said, like we said, it's gonna be a dog fight against. These two teams, but man, I think it's it's gonna be
0: tough. It's man. gonna be tough. Uh, moving on for me. So I'll tell you my ninth seed right now. Uh, my ninth seed was the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Um, uh, at forty and forty to forty-five wins. Uh, last year they were thirty-nine and forty-three. So I have them at the exact same place because they were ninth place last year. I have them as the ninth place this year. Um, I think for me it's just the same thing as all the other teams, pretty much. I think they're gonna be a nice young team to watch, oh, yeah. but I just don't think they're better than all the other guys so that have above them. And the issue for me is also that they don't have a proper center besides. Dwayne they Daniel. added
1: some good, some solid veterans. They added Corey Joseph. They added Trevor Ariza, Dwayne Dedman. Yeah. But this this team—it's it
0: just I don't think they're good like, enough to make. Exactly, the they're good. not
1: doing it. Not to mention they have a new, new coach in Luke Walton.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So
1: like, who knows how that's gonna be? So yeah. I have so I have the Kings as a ten seed so, for the for yeah. the exact same reasons because like obviously I. Saying the Mavs and Spurs are ahead of them, but yeah, I mean, the Kings, they're solid, but they're a nice team.
0: It's just, but like, I don't, I can't put them over exactly. The rest like, of teams it's, that it's I tough have. to
1: put them above, and plus, not to mention, like, you still got Harrison Barnes making the most amount of money on your team. Yeah, and uh, you saw, you extended him too, so yeah. so yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So then again, see, our, our lists were pretty similar. We just had them in different spots. Yeah. So as my honestly ten-
1: speaking, my ten seed was actually going to be. I was debating between the Kings or the Pelicans. But, so,
0: that's where my 10th seed comes yeah. in, where I debated. I put the Pelicans as a 10th seed. I think you put them at 11. 11 yeah,
1: I put them at 11. So,
0: um, it's, it's pretty much the same set. Uh, they're going to be same fun. They're going to be a fun team to watch. They got a lot better with Lonzo now being able to run point guard. The, position. the shot so looks better. Drew, Drew, Holiday, Drew Holiday will be able to run... Uh, as more natural position was, which, which is the off guard, and you
1: can already see the chemistry between Lonzo and Zion. Looks exactly. Really so good. Zion
0: already. I did not expect Zion to look this good. To be honest, I didn't expect him to look this good. No but one did. in it terms so good. of, they also have Brandon Ingram too. I think Brandon Ingram might be able to take a step forward this year. Defensively, I think this team's gonna be very
1: Who good. Who have been Brandon Ingram's coaches? Like, I don't think he's had a, a proper coach. To truly develop him. Okay, well, he's because like leader, like so. like he had Byron Scott, like don't be curious about that. Then he had Luke well, Walton. Byron
0: Scott literally hated young players. Then he so. had Luke
1: Walton, and now I think he has Gentry, and I think Gentry might be able to unlock. And something we've seen out of with him.
0: Gentry's system that Zion and Lonzo and all these guys play perfectly. Gentry loves a fast paced system. Yeah, so where he's definitely, um, these guys are definitely good fits for him. Uh, the the issue is again. Their center position, which I don't really like that much. They'll probably start Derek Favors at the center position, I would assume. Or maybe Julio. I don't think they'll start. No, they're no.
1: not going to start Julio. They're going to him off the back But
0: at the same time, that's where my thing comes in. Uh, their center rotation isn't great. Derek Favors is amazing defensively. Offensively, he's not that great. Julio Okafor. still got J.J. Redick too. Off- yeah, so they got some nice pieces of, as well. We've talked about It's a them. nice team. It's a very nice team. I just have them as the ten seed. Yeah. Um... Not I have them. I have them at eleven. Like yeah, there's so not, I mean, nothing that I can really not say that because... much more to say. Um, okay, yeah.
1: so I'm not sure who your. So I so wait.
0: Who did you have as eleven? Pelicans, right? I had them at uh,
1: eleven as, as the Pelicans.
0: Okay, so I, my eleven seed I had. That's where I put the Dallas Mavericks. Where you put them as okay eight seed?
1: Yes, I put them as the eight seed. So
0: that's where we different. <laughs> I put them all the way at the bottom of the playoff race. I had them all the way at the bottom of the playoff race. You had them <laughs> making the playoffs.
1: I do. Bro,
0: that was a homer pick, yo. That was that was just. That I'm was not even
1: from Dallas.
0: Okay, Texas.
1: I was born in Houston. Yes, okay, but I but really, still,
0: like that was. I think to be honest, that was a stretch, I, man. I don't think. No, I, no, I don't
1: see hey, that. I no, just, that was more hard over mine, and I'm I'm sticking with it. So let's move on. My number, my 12th seed. I predict is gonna be the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we both had that. In okay, so we both agreed it was gonna be the Oklahoma City Thunder, projecting about 32 to 37 wins. And honestly speaking, it, their win total really depends on when they trade Chris Paul. Because the Thunder, they're a rebuilding team. They want to exactly. the tank and they as much as possible to get draft picks. The only problem is their roster is still decent enough.
0: Uh, um, things. So for me, in my mind, I had them as probably a lower seed than they actually were. Then I predicted them to be later on because I I, I thought I'm they were the worse tank. than they were going to be. But I looked up and down at the roster and I, I, I realized I, their roster is actually Pretty decent. They still yeah. got players. I they mean, got like, they got Chris Paul, so we think he's probably gonna be traded, or trading. or not because of the contract. So maybe nobody really wants him. Oh well. Um, Stephen Adams, I maybe probably I think probably are they gonna
1: trade Roberson? I mean, we don't even know if he's healthy.
0: Roberson will apparently miss the start of the season, but the fact is, if he comes back, that's also another like. Arguably top ten defender in the and, NBA, and
1: not to mention like the Thunder still have nice young pieces as well that that might uh, help them win. Like in Shea Gillis, S- Alexander, yeah, SGA, Hamadou Diallo, Hamadou Diallo. Not to
0: mention they have uh like guys like Danilo Gallinari, Dennis, yes Schreuder.
1: Gallinari and Shooter. Yeah, so they are they are players, man. Darius like
0: Beasley, Nerlens Noel. Um, so they have like a pretty decent team. Like to be honest, exactly. Wait, Eric Moreland is on their team?
1: Yeah, I think I new one.
0: Huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what uh, did he want to ring with the Raptors? I mean, he really Raptors. didn't do anything. I know. know, really
0: all I remember from uh, Eric Moreland was that whenever he got a rebound, he literally throw his elbows everywhere. He <laughs> literally just fight for that re- which I like. I really liked, but offensively, this guy's
1: trash. Sometimes. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing about OKC is like, I'm not hundred percent sure. Like, what, like what, it, like, I want to say, like, I want to say they're lower, but the problem is that. They have, a they have, players. They have yeah, players. They have a decent team. That's Which true. leads us to Minnesota as the number 13 seed, and I think we both agree. Okay, so yeah, we both had that. Okay, last... so Minnesota projecting what 30 to 35 wins. The main thing with Minnesota is I don't know what they're doing. Nobody knows. I don't know. The roster know? makes no sense. And the biggest thing to me, if Carl Anthony Towns or Andrew Wiggins or both of them don't show any improvement, one of them's got to go.
0: Yeah, but nobody's going to be able to trade for that. So, one of them
1: has to go. I don't definitely care. Definitely listen. I don't care Minnesota, how you do it.
0: Minnesota's not going to trade Carl Anthony Towns under because at least you can say Carl Anthony Towns is one of the most talented players again, in the NBA. He did make an, he did make his All Star games. Nobody's going to trade take Andrew Wiggins I mean, his contract.
1: again. I don't care how you do it. One of them has to go.
0: But it's literally I think it's literally impossible for them to trade Andrew Wiggins' contract. I do
1: like their coach though. I like Ryan Sanders I like Ryan Sanders I,
0: I like. I, I I don't even. I haven't seen enough from. I've seen prime. a bit of a
1: bit of what he does, and obviously I like what Flip Saunders used to do as well. With Minnesota, but yeah, I, li- I like Ryan. So I like the story kind of behind it, but yeah, Minnesota. I don't know what they're
0: doing, nobody knows what they're doing. That's the point. So, the point is, the reason why
1: they're only the 13th seed is because they got Cat and Wiggins and they still have talent.
0: And and they have listen, last year when Robert Covington played for them, oh, yeah, they also he was arguably literally a defensive player that you're candidate for, yeah, and there's he there. When he was playing, one he was playing. So, major. he he literally, yeah, he was an amazing, amazing. And, like, you saw it on the court because they got, like, ten times better when he was on the court for them. Oh,
1: yeah. So, again, I don't know what they're doing. Like, the
0: main thing is, we talked about this last episode. Still please, object- Andrew Wiggins, do something this exactly. year. Exactly.
1: Just, like, please. stop embarrassing Canada. Like, what the hell, man?
0: Please do something this year. That was what we talked about that last episode. Go check out that episode if you haven't already. Yeah, like, we uh, were... Andrew Wiggins, just please do something.
1: Yeah, like. and that's the thing about the Timberwolves, man. And then, obviously, our last two picks for the for the seeding is the same as well. 14th seed, Memphis Grizzlies, about 27 to 33 wins. With I think they
0: for us, like, they have a nice young core. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't have... They're solid, young. They're, they're, solid they're very young rebuilding. right now. And then, other than that, they don't have really anything else. They're just a rebuilding team. I mean, they
1: got nice players. John Moran. Jer- John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. going to be fun. They also have uh, Jonas
0: Valanciunas, who's not even that mm-hmm. old, really. They have Jonas, too.
1: Dylan Brooks is still there. Like, yeah. They, they, they have players. In they there.
0: have some nice players. It's just they're... They're, they're, rebuilding. they're they, rebuilding. They, they want to be here. With, yeah.
1: And finally, the Phoenix Suns. Surprise, surprise. They are, once again, the 15th seed or the dead last in the Western Conference. And to be
0: honest, this year... Less than 27 wins. I'd say this year, even... Even the Phoenix Suns have some nice players, to be honest, too. Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio, I think will be a... They, they, listen, they haven't... The issue for them is they have not had a point guard in... Ricky Steve- Rubio is listen, who you get? Listen, I don't care. Okay, listen. I know they overpaid him. That's for sure. But the fact remains they haven't had a point guard since... Eric Nash? Bledsoe. Oh, Eric- okay, Eric Bledsoe. They haven't had a point guard since... Oh, no, Goran Dragic. Because Eric Bledsoe mainly played like shooting guard for them. They haven't had a point guard since Goran Dragic. And point guard before it was Steve Nash, yeah. But yeah, so Ricky Rubio... At least you have a competent good NBA point guard now. You have a guy like Kelly Oubre um, who can at least put up some buckets and do a little bit defensively. DeAndre Ain, I think, will probably be a top three center in a couple years. i I'd, I I'll go Look, on I'll
1: me... give you this. I like some of the Phoenix Suns. speeches. I like I like Mikhail Bridges a lot. Uh Devin Book is a star. Uh Kelly Oubre, I, I, I think the Suns have more faith in him than hey, the Aaron, Baines, too.
0: They have a guy, Aaron Baines is pretty solid. Man um, bun? <laughs> yeah, bro, and people and people have also people also really like um, Tyler Johnson, which I mean I don't uh, disagree with. these nice players. His, okay, so one thing his the contract Sun, isn't safe. The Suns
1: do have some trade 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 leeway as well. They could get rid of, uh, like you said, um, what's, Tyler Johnson's contract. They could try to trade Rubio if they want to. The major thing is save Devin Booker, bro. Listen. They're not winning. This is not... This somebody is not please
0: win. buy the team from Robert Sarver. Exactly.
1: Please. They're not winning. They're not getting better. And I'm sorry. You're going to put James Jones as the GM, but Robert Sarver is truly running things for the Phoenix Suns. Robert Sarver doesn't let James Jones do anything. So it's like... Robert Sarver doesn't let anybody do
0: anything. Man. So it's like,
1: how could you let... Like, honestly speaking, for the Suns, I, if I would have hired James Jones to the GM, I'd be like, okay, James, let me see Bro, what you can do. Bro, he wants
0: a new arena and even... His own re- residents of Phoenix were like, yo, this guy doesn't even deserve a new arena because our team's being trashed because of this. Yeah, game. I
1: mean, like, I, I don't understand. It's like, you have you have a star in Devin Booker, but you're wasting away his his good years because you're incompetent to build a roster around him. The one thing he's a I guard. Will,
0: the one thing I will say for Devin Booker's sake, at least, is now this guy doesn't have to do everything on offense because he has a guy like Rookie Rubio who can play make for them. Because in the past, like literally Devin Booker had to up his assist average by, uh, well, I mean that's a credit to him. He's a, he improved. By the same time, like you don't want him to be having to do everything. Now that he has Ricky Rubio, at least he has somebody to take a little bit of pressure off him. Of playmaking. <sighs> and also, please give DeAndre the ball more, please. Oh, yeah. Like don't no, let no, him be no, shooting no, like no. four shots. I mean, the hopefully hand. they will under
1: the new coach. What's what's the guy? Uh, think uh Monty Williams. Monty Williams. So that and Monty. I- P-
0: uh, I, I'm a little, I haven't seen as much as other people like hype Monty Williams up, but the fact that he's but a you good, like him. he's people like him, in terms of X and O's wise, I haven't, I don't really, I'm not that high on Monty Williams, but the point is he's better than, I, I, I think we can say that he's at least better than like the coaches. Oh yeah. I, mean, I thought, I thought at least I mean, like who, Igor, Igor um, I thought he could at least do something. He ended, and I don't even, to be honest, I can't even blame the guy because of what he's yeah, yeah, he nothing to work doing. with. So, so it's not even nothing like I can say that much either about any of their other coach. Which also, Monty Williams is what is he on a what, what How long is he there for? Four. <laughs> they five? signed him at the three or four year. Three, three. Okay, whatever it is. The point is, listen, he might be a good coach, but will we up. even be able to see what he can do coaching wise? That's that's the issue. We we'll even, see. We haven't. If we can been make the most out of this roster, see, yeah, anything.
1: So those so those were those were our seedings for the Western Conference. Obviously there was uh, a lot there was a few disagreements here and there, but for the most part the West was tough. It's tough. It's to tough,
0: man. and like the point is any of these teams could realistically one to I'd say even eleven could all be interchangeable. Exactly. Like literally all eleven seats could probably be interchangeable. You know, that that the West is that good to see. That is gonna be a fun season to watch.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be like, it's exciting. Like, honestly, just looking at all this, like, back and forth, We were actually debating on when should we do the Western Conference predictions because we feel like they're the most exciting to predict right well, now. Well,
0: yeah, the East is probably going to be, like, good. Like, I mean, or technically, like, two title contenders.
1: I think the East, if we're going to predict the middle of the playoff race, I think that's going to be a bit interesting. But the West, throughout, like, the, the first 11 seeds were tough Yeah, to pre- predict. Exactly. And, like, we're not 100% sure. But let us know what you guys think, you know. Like, obviously, like, let us know on social media and stuff like do you agree? Disagree? Let us know. Let's move on to the up and under segment. So, first up, are you up or under on the Washington Wizards extending Bradley Beal for two years at a $72 million max extension? Which would mean, with an opt-out for the second year, so if he opts out of that second which year, he will. which obviously he will, he'll be, be eligible for a two million sixty-six million five-year deal. Uh, which would be
0: the most...
1: It is the biggest contract in NBA history.
0: I mean, up or under for who? Bradley Beal? Because definitely up, man. Like, man's getting paid now. So, if I was Bradley Beal, definitely.
1: Wizards? No, I'm going to say for Bradley Beal.
0: Okay, well, for Bradley Beal, personally, listen. um, I'm up on it because... Because the
1: Wizards are obviously up because they're like, oh, we want to keep our guy.
0: Listen, I'm up for Bradley. I know he won't win anything, but if anything, you can always ask for a trade later on. I don't know if anybody will take your contract, but the point is he can always ask for a trade. He won't ever get the money back, so for me, I would say... Just I'm extremely... Unless, unless the Wizards don't even give him that super max. But at he's least for done. right now, he's getting 72 mil. So, I mean, for getting, me personally, he's I think... 36
1: a year. Uh,
0: for the next two years? Yeah, so like, he got his
1: he got money, so... No, he got paid, but I'm under in the sense that... Dude, why are you handcuffing yourself? Like... I hey, get, man. I get it. Secure the bag, but like, your goal—if you want to get out of Washington, just get out. But that's the thing for me. This is uh, your perfect way to get out. That's the thing. By for telling me. them, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not re-signing, Trade me now." You
0: can always do a Jimmy Butler and just ask for a trade, like he did.
1: Oh, you mean like force your way out of force exactly. way out of by hey, literally running with the third stringers and beating yeah, listen, starting listen. players.
0: Hey, if you ran with the third <laughs> stringers, I'm pretty sure you could beat their starting players because even their starting players are not good either.
1: So. You mean John Wall and a bunch of other guys who I can't name? Oh,
0: John, bro, will John Wall even playing practice? I don't, I don't know. Like,
1: yeah, just he'll probably keep... show up, but he's probably be high. <laughs> no doubt, no, like, he well, like, saw those TV USA photos. No. What the hell? <laughs> uh, like, but yeah, I, I'm under for that reason, man. Like, I, I, I get it. Like that. uh, you know, beyond one, could have taken the money, and I get it that he'll be eligible for the max extension. But the Wizards aren't going to be good anytime soon. Yeah. They're not going to be good unless they can somehow trade John not. Wall and get a haul, which is that's unlikely. Never gonna, that's never going to happen. Which is extremely unlikely. No one's take the forty million dollars no, contract. Never yeah. So yeah, that's that's that. I mean, I I I I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, moving on, are you up or under on LeBron essentially selling out? Uh, when he's talked, spoke to the media about the whole China situation, and also that are you up or under on if China... Like, are you up or under on should the NBA listen to China to fire Daryl Morey?
0: Okay, well, I'm under on that about the previous... Okay, there's no... You can't really say up or under on any of this because this is just a whole, like, political... It's like, very issue. controversial. Um, okay, obviously, I'm under on the second part where... apparently. Okay, so let me give you some context. So, apparently, China asked Adam Silver to fire Daryl Morey and Adam Silver said no which I I agree with yeah, because you can't, can't you can't the, be bowing down to China the, bro no like, listen
1: you can't, can't cost a man his job for a tweet
0: exactly and a tweet where arguably most a lot of people think he's not wrong about uh, which I agree with too so like you can't you can't cost a man his tweet also about the previous point of LeBron Listen, I'm a LeBron's my favorite player but this is where I I never liked how people compared him to Muhammad Ali. And this is where yeah. for me. The comparisons. That's it bro. No more comparisons to Muhammad Ali. Muhammad, you do realize Muhammad Ali lost how many years of his prime. His prime as the best boxer in the world. To what he believed in. Which was not going to Vietnam for the war. So he he lost his prime. Literally millions of dollars. Uh, for his belief. LeBron essentially. like I like LeBron. But this is where the comparison stopped. He essentially he he did sell out. Okay, he did sell out. So pretty much what he said was first in the media, he was talking about how Daryl Morey was misinformed and wasn't educated on the topic. Which um, uh, Daryl Morey went to MIT. Uh, this guy developed all he's these he's analysis. Like, I think Daryl, what I, do. I think I think Daryl Morey knows what he's talking about first off. But then he, when he, LeBron got all the backlash about that um, statement, he tried. Doing some damage control on Twitter, which backfired horribly, where he talked about how Daryl Morey Shove at least waited one week. Which okay. first off, I agree I agree with the fact that because he was saying that they were concerned for their safety as Brooklyn Nets and Los Angeles players that they were concerned for their safety for that week in China because they were in China at that time. Which I, I can I can understand that. You know, they're worried about their safety, they don't want anything to happen. The point is that he talked about Oh, Daryl Morishev waited one week to say that tweet and stuff. People were pulling up the same tweet, the same guy that tweeted about MLK, talking about, oh, the same oppression anywhere is like, whatever the tweet was. I don't know, you guys can search up that tweet. Listen, that the same guy that LeBron always talks about these issues, that's what he said. And then afterwards, he was talking about how, oh, all the players have all had a hard week, which was definitely a horrible statement to me. He was talking about how, the players, oh, we've all had a hard week this week, so, you know, stop giving us all this flack. Bro, listen, I'm pretty sure people in the Hong Kong have had a harder week. All those guys in detention camps in China, all the Uyghur people in detention camps in China, I'm pretty sure they had a harder week. Such a tough issue. So, I don't, I I do partially understand where LeBron was coming from. But the way he said it, and the fact that he did say, because he could have just been like every other NBA guy and just been like, "Oh, I don't know about the issue," that's it. It would have still looked bad, but at least it wouldn't have looked as bad. as But then as again, this.
1: like LeBron has talked to Adam Silver and like kind of said that, hey, you know, as the face of the league, you know, I but should see say the issue.
0: The issue with everyone, everyone's issue is that oh, this guy was talking, but this guy is always talking about social political issues. But when it comes to the billion dollar check from Nike. He's not going to say
1: anything. I mean, it's tough. It's it, it is a I'm tough not. Position. Listen, like, we, can't, we can't well, even
0: like, talk about that. Oh, we would have done this differently. Because we're exactly, not in LeBron's
1: situation. Exactly. But well, the point advantage. is looking from a factual perspective. It's costing pers- people money.
0: Yeah. From a factual perspective, it is what he, it is. And LeBron did pretty much sell out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So moving on. Uh, Are you up or under on the fact that Buddy Heald says he's ready to find another home if the Kings don't give him the max extension? And part two of that is that they did offer the max extension to uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. So are you up or under on Buddy Heald publicly stating that he's ready to find another home if they can't get this done?
1: Under. I think uh, Buddy Heald, who are you to demand a max contract where literally last season was probably your best year?
0: Well, I mean, not probably. It it is your
1: best year. I mean, yes, you had a good year. You averaged about 20 20 points per game. Uh, But then again, it's like, they need to as an organization the Kings need to see more yeah they need so to see I more agree from you I
0: like, I don't like the whole approach of him even uh, wh- saying oh I'm who ready for- are, like,
1: okay first of all like, before you even go Buddy Young who are you to demand uh, a a, con- a max contract you know everyone
0: now demands a max contract you're, you're
1: much, but no you're not an all star yes
0: I do agree with that you're
1: not an all star you haven't had a consistent maybe two three seasons of this level of production you've only had one and just because they're offering something to another player, who again, this is a player in his first couple of years in Boyan Bogdanovich, who looks really good, who is he's earned Bogdan, Bogdan, sorry, who's earned okay, but I don't that. think
0: Bogdan has earned that max. I don't think
1: either did. of them to be honest, I don't think either of them are like a max level player. But players, yes, but I
0: do agree. It, Bogdan, if they gave Bogdan that max, then yes, that would look. So the complete quote is, I don't know if things are going to get done. If it doesn't get done, me and my team will probably look somewhere else uh, for another home. Until then, we'll see what happens here. That's the goal to be here. I love Sacramento. So he does state that he wants to stay there. But then also he says, but if they don't want me here, they don't feel like I'm part of the core. I like respect and loyalty. I feel like I'm part of the group that's been getting the team back and where, where it needs to be. So like I said, I want to be here. But if they don't want me here, I'll find somewhere else to be here. I so he's apparently holding out for a one ten million dollar extension for four years,
1: or contract. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Repeat that number. One ten. One ten for four. four years. Which
0: is not is not out of the question for what he is, but as as, a Kings, as we, I wouldn't do it. As we've said, like he doesn't. I don't think we can. Now pay, this you're gonna pay this guy twenty eight million dollars a year this year for one good season. The, the issue is, well, this year if he actually makes that huge leap, if okay, I don't think he'll ever be an amazing player. But if he does make that leap this year into becoming an even better player, will that discussion now change? Because he wants to get it done right now. Earn the, earn, earn the he, contract. He wants to get it done right But the issue is, if they wait past this offseason, he will, will be eligible will, will for more he, money. Will he, will he be, feel disrespected and want to move them? Because at that point, once once people feel like they're disrespected, the money goes out the window and they'll take money somewhere else. I, even if
1: it's less. Here's the thing. It's... Uh, you got to look at it up from two perspectives you're looking from buddy's perspective but you also got to look at the organization's perspective from the organization perspective i mean again we need to see that you can do this consistently we believe in you yes we we traded for you for this reason because we believed in what you can do and we the, what new orleans didn't see but you only had one good, you, you've had one good year do but, we do we have faith you're going to have better years yes but, also, but we cannot financially Throw money at such a high level of risk.
0: But also, uh, the fact is that Buddy Healed arguably does have some power in this discussion because take off Buddy Healed off that team and that team is nowhere near as good. We can both say that factually for sure. Buddy healed was a huge part of why they were that good last year. So I think I don't know, it's 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 a Different situation. Not but. to
1: mention that the Kings are also very cap restricted heading for moving exactly forward. exactly like, like and not they just
0: they, gave this, they just gave that contract to uh, uh, what's his face Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes so yeah like I don't know uh, I don't know um moving on uh are you upper under on the Celtics offering uh Jalen Brown a four year eighty million dollar extension so part one are you upper under for the Celtics but he also said he wants more so are you upper under on that.
1: Up on the Celtics under Jalen Brown. Same reason for Buddy Healed. What have you done to justify you getting more money? A four-year 80 million dollar extension, you're getting twenty million dollars a year. That's how that's the level you played at. You played at that level. You you the so again, you had a, a solid first first year or two, then you dropped off when the team was good and expected you to take a leap. And now when you have this opportunity to get better, you're getting, you're getting guaranteed money that, here, we're giving you four years to be better. We're going to pay you a solid amount of money. You're like, nah, I want more. What have you done to deserve deserve more? You had two good years, but then you you dropped off. When we needed you to step up, you didn't step up. So from an organizational standpoint, like if I'm a well, boss... What I will
0: say is that a lot of other people also contributed to Jalen Brown but not here, being
1: that good. Here's, but here's what, the way I'm looking at it. But if I'm a boss... And, and, my, and my my employee employee comes to me and says, "I want a raise. Okay, what have you done? What Listen, have you done to deserve that raise? I'll give you money, but this is what we value you at right I now. I think I think the issue I would take if, honestly. So before you go, if I don't mind, I don't mind the money from the Celtics' perspective. I think if Jalen wants, take a shorter term, prove yourself with 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 lower money, and then earn the big. I think concept. that's a good suggestion. But also, I think
0: uh, from a broader perspective. The norm now for today's NBA is these guys have a nice beginning career and then these guys want the money right away pretty much. Even if per se they haven't done anything to deserve that amount of money, but they want that money now to be more financially secure. See,
1: that's the player perspective. And again, I don't disagree with the player perspective, but you got to look at it at both sides. Yes, definitely. And that's why I'm trying to be impartial because I'm like, I can see what Jalen Brown's perspective but be like, you're like hey I, I want more money I feel like I feel like I can, I can, I can do stuff for, for this for this organization but I, I want to be compensated for it. and from the organization exactly. I'm like I'm looking at look we've given you a lot of time you haven't shown the, the leap that we expected you to, to make to deserve that amount of money but we'll give you this much but so yeah the idea for the shorter term at this money I don't mind it I don't mind a two year a two year deal or a three year with an opt- out at the third year at t- a 20 million dollar a year I don't mind it. But yeah, depending on what Jalen does. Finally, I mean, not finally, one more after that. Are you up or under on Pascal Siakam is expected to sign an extension with the Raptors before Monday's deadline?
0: Uh, So yeah, it's supposed to be a max extension. Max extension. Um, I mean, I'm no, up because of the fact that also, for the previous two guys, I think Pascal Siakam is better than both of these guys. For sure. Also, a fact. That a Pascal, Pascal Siakam, exactly. So he proved it, that it wasn't just a regular season thing. It was um a playoff thing. And he continued he, he, to get he, he better. Conti- Bro, in the finals first finals game he got what, what how many how much did he score in the first like thirty. Yeah, like thirty something whatever it was.
1: And then the game five, six th- in the biggest in one of the biggest moments He won, he got the, technically like spin the game move winner on, kind spin of move yeah, on Draymond. game
0: kind of game winner. Um yeah, so he, he definitely proved that. Um the issue is also the fact that even though he is better than these guys, will he deserve that max money? I think, listen, from the work ethic that we've seen pa- from Pascal, I think he might be able to get there.
1: But the issue is also, the NBA talent is insane. So you got to also look at it from the perspective that the Raptors have the open cap space. They have the open cap space. That's the one thing that the Celtics nor the Kings have to justify them paying Buddy and Jalen Brown more money.
0: Also the fact that, the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Raptors have no one else better to throw that money to. Exactly. Um, So, like, for the Celtics, they have Jason Tatum. They have uh, uh, Kemba Walker. They have Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. So they have those pieces that are better. Uh, Same with the Kings. They have uh, De'Aaron Fox. Well, I mean, I guess... De'Aaron Fox. And Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is
1: good. Yeah. Uh, I mean... D- depending on what you value, Harrison Barnes. That's okay, no, easy. no, no.
0: I put Bud Hughes value more
1: than. I mean, Harrison but either Martin. way, uh, but you yeah, paid exactly. him, so you. So you. With that they money. have
0: more. Uh, first of all, those guys. More players deserving of money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Raptors have no one more deserving of money than Pascal Siakam. You can argue
1: Fred, Fred, but then again, Pascal still deserves more.
0: Yeah, but exactly, but exact. Yeah, so Fred doesn't deserve more money than Pascal. exactly. So I mean, I think. I'm up on it because of the fact that, like... It, I mean, it has to get done, pretty much. It just has to get done.
1: I'm going like, to play is, I'm gonna be devil's advocate and say I'm kind of under on it. The, for one for one reason only, I just don't like the Raptors are, you know, kind of restricting themselves now. You know, I'd rather them get some... I don't want to get into before. a whole
0: messi- messy situation. No, no, no
1: I agree, but, like, I kind of... Because, like, again, because they've already signed Larry's an extension, then now they're going to get a Pascal Listen, extension. But,
0: but we knew that for the 2021 offseason that the only guy who would be commanding a huge cap space, depending on whether or not... It's Actually, possible. no, Fred Van Vliet will be also a free agent. So mm-hmm. the only guy that will be commanding that cap space will be Pascal Siakam. The rest of the guys will be free agents. I mean,
1: we do own bird rights, so we can go off the cap. Exactly. And guys. then
0: also, if we try to get hashtag Giannis to Toronto 2021. <laughs> it's, it's happening. But,
1: the, the pieces are in motion.
0: But yeah, so other guys, like... I mean, we are restricting ourselves financially to Pascal. Pascal was a big step to get, but we will have that cap. We will have a lot more cap. So, money, yeah, so. I don't
1: know. That that's probably like my only concern with it. And finally, are you up or under on Lual Deng officially announcing his retirement from the NBA? I mean, um, up.
0: Like, well, it was time for him to retire a long time ago. Oh yeah, but in terms of what Lual Deng's career was, I think, bro, like, not many people are gonna remember Lual Deng. I mean, Chicago fans definitely will. But Luol Deng, yo, this guy was actually, like, nobody's going to remember him, but, I mean, I feel bad for saying that. But, like, this guy was a sick player, bro. If you watched him in his prime, this guy had to carry the Chicago Bulls offensively when Derrick Rose got all his injuries. So, it was Luol Deng scoring all those points for them, carrying them offensively. Well, I mean, he had Joaquin Noah and stuff. But as a source of getting buckets, he was their number one. And also, he was their best perimeter defender. Yeah. So I would say age
1: didn't really help him, but
0: yeah, I mean Tibbs. I think it was more Tibbs ran him through him, the ground. Tibbs definitely, bro. This guy, you know, this guy. Um, what was it, bro? The stat was crazy. Like how much this guy played, like insane amount of minutes and stuff. Like that I mean, all of them
1: did, but Luol Deng especially was
0: crazy, man. Like, yeah, this guy was really good as far like if y'all don't like remember Luol Deng, man. Like, well, Luol Deng was sick, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, he decent career. It's about no, time. He got
0: decent, man. He was really good. He made, what, a two-time All-Star? Yeah. I think he, like, he was,
1: point is he was really good, man. Yeah, he, but, like, it's high time that he he retires, so. <laughs> I mean,
0: he's getting paid by the Lakers still. I'm exactly.
1: Dead. Congrats on retirement, bro.
0: Congrats on the bag, bro. And also, a side note, this guy made, I think, like, 600 mil off, like, real estate or something. Yeah, so, this a, guy that became one of the richest money. players in the NBA, uh, mostly because of what he does on the side. Which shows you how much these guys can actually make if they're smart. Because yeah. like uh, contract wise, NBA contract wise represents like could represent even a smaller amount of money.
1: Yeah. Uh, and with that, guys, that concludes this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, like we said, let us know what you guys think about our pre- about our predictions for the Western Conference. We will be doing the Eastern Conference in the in the next episode. So so subscribe to the, to the podcast on any platform: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Audio basically, wherever you can find a podcast, you can find us with the Up and Under Podcast. Follow us on social media for all our updates. We're at, at Up and Under Pod, that's up letter N under Pod. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram follow us there for all the latest updates. And also, check out our new website, upandunderpodcast.com. It's our central hub for our show for all the latest updates, uh, even blog posts about each episode. Subscribe, so definitely check that out as well. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys all in the next episode. Easy. Absolutely, take it easy. Peace.